And we are back in your lives for another episode of Cellar Dwellers. This time, just Nick and Sean, Pat and Kyle got to take the week off. We got some other things going on, but given that it is a busy time for sports, we got football, hockey, basketball, every, pretty much a lot of things going on. Nick and I wanted to get together and do an episode this week. It is January 21st, which makes it National Hugging Day, which is ironic because COVID. National <laughs> Squirrel Appreciation Day, which we appreciate on this podcast. Of course, if you are a yes, frequent listener of the show, we had a very big debate on the best squirrel to be, suburban squirrel, city squirrel, uh, amusement park squirrel. So maybe we'll start that debate up again another episode. And I think there's one more holiday. It is a National Granola Bar Day. National Granola Bar Day. So if you're celebrating, happy holidays to you. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much, man. You know, just got home from work like half hour ago. Just ready to watch the Flyers and chill out. And they got Boston tonight, and yes, sir. Boston. I mean, I know they haven't scored a five-on-five goal all season. They lost Chara. This is like the first time they're not. Are they like rebuilding? Are they? Uh, are they they're not like, like? They're. I mean, I don't think they are what they were last year. They lost Tory Krug too, so they lost two, two of their top three defensemen. That's pretty. That's like that's tough for any team, no matter who else you have. And right now they're missing uh, Pasternak. Right. He's on the IR, who's their best scorer. I mean, they still have Marshawn and Bergeron, and Charlie Coyle's good. Uh, Andre Kasha, his brother's <laughs> in the Flyers organization. He's out for a while. So, yeah, they're not they're not looking the same. But, I mean, Tuka Rask is still really good. And they, like, even without those D-men, like, Bergeron is so good on D that they, they don't give up a lot. Now, um, Rask, Rask is in net tonight, right? For yes, the, sir. And yeah. then, okay. Now, Ber, I know Bergeron took over as captain now that, that Char is going, but. Yeah, that's good for him, man. He deserves it. He's been unbelievable. Like, I mean, as long as I can remember, like since 2008. <laughs> now, now listen, Nick, we ran a poll on Twitter and I know you saw it. We had, I had the Flyers up on their, uh, their hot start to the season. You know, they've been playing pretty well. And they're, they're second in record. They're three and one. First, tied for first in points. Tied for goals for the team and 12th in goals against. And then uh, 12th in power play percentage. And then the, the power penalty kill could use some little work there at 22nd. But last week on the show, I know you were out. Pat really talked about, I should say, Pat talked about the Flyers' chances for the Stanley Cup this year. And our Twitter poll, I figured we asked the question this week, what do you think the Flyers' chances are? Now, out of the votes, we had 8% thought they were going to miss the playoffs. 0% said early playoff exit. 58% had late playoff exit. And 34% have the Flyers as Stanley Cup champions. So out of those – What's that? Only only 12. Only 12. We All have right. a small sample size. Small sample size. Not but not listen. Publish that. So, um, publish that poll. Yeah, I will have to publish that poll. So um, – what do you think out of those options? Miss playoffs, early exit, late playoff exit, or champions? I I went late playoff exit if I had to pick. Yeah, I see. So yeah, so like, uh, I don't think they've played well. I think uh, they're like, I just think I think they're really good, and I think uh, not having a preseason and like a full camp and stuff kind of hurts them. Um, but I think like being able to like they're not playing well and getting wins early is huge because then when they start to play better, it's going to, it's inevitable. Like it's going to happen. Um, they're going to be rolling and hopefully they peak at the right time. But the thing in hockey is man, like 
you really have like I could not even give you like a, a good guess until I watched them in like the first playoff series. Right. Because remember Tampa Bay like, a couple of years ago had broke all the records and then they got swept in the yeah. first round. Yeah, yeah. They were like literally tied for the best team of all time uh, in total points with like the 95, 96 Red Wings. And they got swept in the first round by the eight seed. Like you would, that's crazy. But um, yeah, like you, all the NHL is, is about consistently putting a good team on the ice and then hoping one year everything breaks your way. Right. That's what, when, like, cause the Blues have been good forever. And then finally, one year, they got hot at the right time, won the Stanley Cup. The Lightning have been good forever. Finally, one year, they like get pet, they, they got past the Blue Jackets and they just started rolling and they win it. The same thing with the Capitals. So I think with the Flyers, it's just, I think for the next couple of years, they're going to have a shot and they just got to keep making runs. And then one, I think eventually at some point it'll break their way and it could be this year, but you never know, man, this COVID shit's crazy. There's so many guys missing. I know. I know it's nuts. And like Like, hockey and basketball, they're canceling. I'm not sure about hockey. I know the NBA has been canceling like a ton of, or postponing a ton of games. Like, yeah, yeah. there's been, there's been a lot of postponements in the NHL, but like the the players are so separated that like when one guy gets it, not everybody, it doesn't get spread that easy. So there's just been like individual players missing games. So it could be like, there could be huge swings in the season where like you could miss a, a couple star players for three weeks and just lose a bunch of games and miss the playoffs. It's going to be nuts. Right. All right. Well, if you're hopeful for the Flyers chances, I'm hopeful because you know far more hockey than me. But I, like you said, like there's no definitive way to know until the end of the season. But this is only like their fifth fifth game or something like that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, especially in hockey, the trade deadline so active. So. Right. You, the team could their team could be a little different by the end of the year. I mean, I don't think they'll do anything too dramatic, um, right? But you never know; they'll pick up a couple of pieces, maybe. Now, last season, if I'm not mistaken, the in the playoffs, our power play just like it went just to shit. Like it was terrible. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and they're they're twelfth in the power plays right now, and then of course the penalty kill. Only we are only four games in, not including tonight. They're twenty second, so hopefully they can step it up in that in those areas. But everything else seems to be looking good for the the uh, the, the men in the orange and the black. So there's there's yeah, Nick. I think it's going to be shaky. Go ahead, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was. Just gonna I think it's going to be a little shaky on special teams, like the next couple weeks, because I I really think. Uh, like repetition is like what gets you good on that. Like having the skill does and like the flyers do have the skill to have a good power play and that you should have a good penalty kill. But I mean, missing Sean Couturier just kind of throws a wrench in that. Like all the lines are shuffled and Phil Myers too. So they're not really going to get a lot of reps with like who they're going to be playing with all the time. And I know of course, everyone in the city loves Carter Hart. He's the main guy. How do you like Elliot as the backup? Oh, I love Elliot as the backup. He's a perfect yeah. backup because he I just thought, loves being the backup. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought he played real well the other night. So yeah, he he plays well. And like the thing is with him is like he even says that like this point in his career he plays better as a backup because of like all the rest. Like yeah. he just feels like a hundred percent every time he goes. Like he's never sore. And he's a good goalie, man. He had a couple of good runs with the Blues as like their starter. And I love. I mean, like. If God forbid Carter Hart were to go down for like a long period of time, like I'm confident in Brian, like Brian Elliott to step in there and do a good job. Yeah, that, I think that's perfect. You summed that up perfectly. Summed up perfectly. So I, I would almost look at him as like a, a Nick Foles backup, <laughs> like a guy that can step in and the, the difference from A to B. But I think, 
Yeah, like I mean, I think Car Hart is like wet, like really, really good. But I think Brian Elliott is still better than like the slop we've had in net most of my life. So, um, like, and I I do think that if if he gets if he plays just like his normal game in the playoffs and the Flyers play well, like they could go on a run. You but never the, know. The false comparison is good because the season he came in, we won the Super Bowl. Wentz was playing out of his mind, like MVP level, similar yeah. to like Hart. Like he's most of the time plays out of his mind. But then you have this other guy that comes in and he he's plays perfectly capable, plays within him, himself, plays to his strengths, and yeah. then they can still go on a run. So I think it's a good comparison. Yeah, and he's also like. A, He's a Elliot's a really good mentor for Hart. Yeah, he's just so he has so much experience, and like it's it's nice to have a dude. Like it sucks when a young goalie comes in and the the backup is like really wants to be the starter, and they're like at each other's throat, and like he's not really helping like the the number one. And yeah. like this is a good situation because it's not like like Brian Elliott is like buddy, like I'm cool sitting here with my fucking hat on. Like this yeah. is great. I think some so. people forget how young Carter Hart is, man. What's he like? Twenty, twenty-two. Yeah, he's twenty-two. All right, so that's my age. My so, age, like, twenty-two. For reference, the r- r- rookie goalie who is like top three in Calder Trophy odds with it, which is rookie of the year, he's twenty-five. Yeah, so he, Carter's Most way younger. Goalies are twenty-five, so he's he. It's gonna be shaky sometimes. Like he didn't play great against the Sabers the other day, but like the game before that, he stole the game for us. And he he always bounces back, so yeah. it's it's awesome, dude. I I cannot believe the Flyers actually have a good goalie. They never no, had good goalies. No, not in our lifetime. Not in our lifetime. All right. Anyway, let's move on to some football then, because that's that's the talk of the whole like I guess sports world right now. We'll wait for the playoff talk just a little bit because there's some breaking news today for Philadelphia. Obviously, Doug Peterson got fired a couple weeks ago. Uh, at this point. And then the coaching, all the coaches were getting hired everywhere but Houston because Houston's just a mess right now, right? Um, no one, I don't even, I'm not sure if I was a head coach if I take the Houston job. And I think that's I think, the problem. I think they're going to, I think they're waiting for enemy. Okay. I think that you're probably right. I know Andy Reid like came out and said he didn't want, uh, B, he wanted enemy to go like the NFC or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, he'll probably end up in Houston. Um, but we yeah, got, I think that's who Watson wants. Yeah. Well, probably. Now that, that would make sense because, Watson is – he don't even want to play there anymore. And you know Which, what I think will happen? Go ahead, go ahead. I think Deuce will go and be the OC. Oh, my God, dude. I, I was – so we'll get, we'll get into it then. We'll get into it, yeah, because the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni, the Colts offensive coordinator, who, of course, head coach in Indianapolis is Frank Reich. Carson Wentz got along with Frank Reich, so then we went out and took the um, Colts offensive coordinator from him. So it looks like ownership is sticking with Wentz. I'm not sure how happy Pat's going to be about that. Oh, dude, Pat is going to be furious. furious. Yeah, he'll be furious. Now, I've always been on the fence. You know, like I started calling Wentz like the hillbilly. I said, send the hillbilly back to North Dakota. But I was just frustrated. It was emotion. It was emotion. I, I think you always had the uh, the reason in it. You said, listen, you just got to give Wentz some time. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, don't give, him, don't give up on him just yet. And it seems like that's what Lori and, and Roseman did in going after Sirianni. And um, I... I I'm not, I'm not like against it, but I'm not, I have a lot of questions, you know, like he only has three years as an offensive coordinator experience. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure the enemy, I'm not, I haven't looked up the enemy's like exact history, but I'm certain. I mean, he's been a three straight AFC championship games by himself uh, in, in uh, Kansas city. So he probably has more experience. I know the locker room, all the guys in the locker room want to deuce. So when I saw the name, I was like, huh, I get it. Cause of Wentz, 
But like, is that going to hurt the locker room? Because everyone in the locker room knows why they're bringing this guy in. It's, it's for Carson. It's strictly for Carson. Yeah. So is that going to even divide the locker room even more? But, you know, listen, I, I'm not going to like hate on the hate on the pick because when Doug Peterson came in, we knew nothing about him. In fact, a lot of experts, quote unquote, said that he was the worst hire in that year he got hired. When Andy Reid came in, a lot of people didn't know much about Andy Reid. And then the Eagles have provided the most winning since I've been alive for Philadelphia. I've seen the Eagles win the most. So I won't question management's decisions. But I do, I'm just like cautiously, like I'm not getting on that bus just there where I'm saying like, this is the guy, we got the guy. Because I think if I was to pick, it would have been Biennemi or Deuce for the whole locker room. But they went the Carson route. So we'll see what happens. How do you feel about the pick? Yeah, I, I feel like I really want to do Staley, man. <laughs> like I love Deuce Staley. He seems... He seems like such a good guy, like a great leader. Everything, everybody, nobody has anything bad to say about him. And I don't know. I, I feel, apparently, like, do you see that? Uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or like an article. It said that uh, if Deuce Staley is hired as a head coach, he has a great uh, staff coming with him. Yeah. No, I saw. Oh, go on. Finish. Finish what you were saying. Yeah. So, like, if I mean, I would have liked to. Like, I would like to see who he would have had on his staff. But I mean, at the same time, like. I think if somebody is going to help Carson, like this guy has a pretty good chance at it. If he's, he's been with Frank, uh, Frank Reich for the past two years. So I don't know, man, we'll see what happens. Like hopefully this guy's cool. A bunch of old, like his old players have come out and said good stuff about him. So hopefully he, he wins over the locker room and Carson comes out and wins all the boys back. If that's their plan and they start, they start rolling a little bit, but yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be a, a long off season. I saw that. Um, I looked up like his three years as offensive coordinator just briefly before the show. And I, the offense, like his, the Colts offense the past two years has been, I think like middle of the pack. I just only literally did a quick glance at it, but I think when he had Andrew Luck, they were like the second ranked offense in the league, but that was just the quickest glance. So I'll have to actually go back and look at the numbers. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I'm not going to hold uh Andrew Luck's like last minute retirement and then Phil Rivers against them. Yeah, right. But um what was it going with? Oh, Deuce. We we're going with Deuce. I I was team Bienemy to start. I said you gotta bring in Bienemy. I would have been cool with Bienemy too. Yeah. And um I just thought he was the guy. I thought he was the guy. He has so much experience under Reed and all like I said, all the AFC championship games. He got the Super Bowl. I thought he had the most experience and I thought he would have been a good fit, you know, especially coming. I think they maybe didn't want to go that route just because it's a another guy that's like taken from Reed, like the same thing we did with Doug Peterson. Yeah. But I saw that say Bienemy gets hired in Houston. I heard that Deuce might go and take over as offensive coordinator in Kansas city under with Reed again. And then that would make sense. And then he, and then he gets the years as offensive coordinator under his belt. Cause I think the Eagles have passed up on him three times now. I think. Yeah, man. Like I, I, (sighs) it was a chip. I think he went for head coach and then they took chip Kelly. And then I think that he went for offensive coordinator. um, When Reich left, he went for offensive coordinator. And then when grow left, he went for offensive coordinator again. And I think this, so this was the fourth time. Then he went for head coach this time. This would have been the fourth. This is the fourth time that the Eagles have passed. Yeah, they made him the Staley. fucking run game. Like, yeah, I know. Like the president of the run game or something. They gave him some him and uh, Press Taylor dumbass titles. It's like, just make one of them the OC, man. Come on. I feel like Press Taylor might get the job. And I was like, oh, my God, please. Yeah. No, 
There was just certain guys. Like, I didn't really – like, if Deuce I was cool with. This guy, I mean, Nick Serrani, once I saw Colts OC and yeah. then I saw, like, his year with Luck, I was like, all right, like, I think this guy could be good. I didn't want Arthur Smith, the dude who went to the Falcons. No. Because, no. like, I mean, it's – Sirianni's a young guy too. Like we got like that, Mc, like all these young, like we got like uh, McVay's pretty young. Uh, Shanahan, obviously young. Like the young guys are kind of taking over the coaches uh, and the coaches like realm in the NFL. So maybe yeah. the Eagles want to go that route as well, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. There was just certain guys I didn't like Arthur Smith. You're not going to have Derek Henry. We don't have Derek Henry. I don't right. think he can do what he did in Tennessee. Like I think he needs Derek Henry. I would have been cool with Brian Dable, that dude from Buffalo, but he said he wasn't leaving. Um, yeah, my, so, my, um, the, the Baldy, Baldy that went to the Jets. I forget his name off the top of my head. Oh, Robert Sala. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sala. So there's a couple. I would have him. Yeah, I know, but I think that was Parker's choice. He wanted him too. Um, anyway, that's the Eagles talk. We'll see what happens. I don't think we're quite ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to commit to him. That like, I'll see what happens. I'm gonna trust the pick for yeah, now. I like, I, yeah, I want to see him play. I'll trust the pick for now because, like I said, like. The Eagles have won more than any other team in Philly since I've been alive, so I'll trust the pick for now, for now. And I know, I know it's a Wentz. It's for Wentz, but it, it is what it is, and hopefully this just does something. Hopefully it does something. Um, yeah. So let, we'll recap. let's recap the playoffs last week. You, my friend, congratulations, Nick. Perfect week of picks. You are officially the number one in the pack between the four cellar dwellers at nine and one record. Pat and Kyle are sitting real close behind you at eight and two. And I am at an abysmal five and five. So I'm just <laughs> praying to stay at above. I'm starting to say at that 500 line for the, the championship games and then the Super Bowl. Um, let's talk about just some games last week. Packers beat the Rams. Aaron Rodgers looks like a madman. He, he, Absolutely, he has. I know it doesn't matter because it's like MVP. Uh, it's a regular season thing. He's got MVP on lock. Him and uh, Devonte, whatever, like they are balling. The Bills look good. That was a real good performance against the Ravens. Chiefs. I was I was kind of rooting for Cleveland, man. When you gave when you had that, you said it, Nick. You said like, give me that Cleveland Buffalo AFC Championship game. The irony in that game would have been fantastic, considering like the amount of times they've just been terrible since we've been born, and they're finally both in the AFC Championship game in the same year. But it's been like that would have been a great television, fantastic television. But and then Pat yeah. Mahomes went out. I was like, this is happening. Like it is happening, and it would have happened if that call at the goal line didn't happen when the tight end, I think, dove to the end zone and the ball fumbled and it rolled out of the end zone and it got called a touchback. I I think that is one of the stupidest rules. I don't know what what else it would be like. Maybe you put the ball on the one or something like that, but I couldn't believe it because the Browns would be in the AFC Championship game. If it wasn't yeah, I heard. I heard somebody say it's like the only rule that's in favor of the defense oh, that yeah. way, so you have to keep it. You know. Okay, because the that, offense gets every. That was the argument is that every rule gets changed in favor of the offense now. So you just have to give them one thing that's insane. And the only, I mean, it's so hard not to do it, but you just have to not reach. Like if you're if you're on the if you're diving towards it, just tuck it in, man. Yeah, because throw that, it out of bounds. Just throw it to the right. Actually, <laughs> that game is a whole new like that's that the Browns are probably in the championship game if that. If that, that was also helmet to helmet, so that should have been called. Yeah, unfortunately, that was helmet to helmet. It wasn't. It's not reviewable. So that I'm sure Cleveland was like so. Not I'm sure they're proud of like the season they went on, and uh, they proved a lot of doubters wrong. 
backwards half baker Mayfield, Baker Baker money maker. He he proved a lot of doubters wrong, and uh, I was just disappointed. I was disappointed. But the Chiefs Chiefs are good. You know, obviously they're they're favorites going into the season. I'm not, we'll see if Mahomes plays this week. We'll see if Mahomes plays this week. But um, yeah, that's what stood out to me. That Cleveland Chiefs game was my favorite, and then was what was the last game on uh, the Saints and Tampa Bay. And that, that game was a shock to me because everyone – that was the game where I really lost on the week because I picked Bucks and or I picked Saints. Excuse me, you guys picked the Bucks, And I know earlier in the season the Saints had beaten them badly twice. And everyone was on Tom Brady hype saying, you know, it's tough to beat Tom Brady three times. And that, that's true. But I just thought that, you know, you get beat badly two times like that, they're probably going to lose again. But Father Time loses to Tom Brady once more. Tom Brady comes out, plays a hell of a game. Bucks show up to play. They beat New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is done, retired. I mean, I know, I know you're not a big Saints guy, Nick, but uh, Drew Brees had a hell of a career. So shout out to Drew. But that that yeah. that was also a great game. That Bucks game. This that's the game I'm really like looking forward to. Brady versus Rodgers this week, NFC Championship at Lambeau Field. Tundra. Oh my God! That are they are the games both on Sunday or is one on Saturday? And the other on Sunday. Both on Sunday. Okay. Both on Sunday. That's going to be great because we got McGregor fight night on Saturday night. Wake up and then just like two great games of football. It's going to be a good weekend. But, yeah, uh, anything really stood out it's to you? I mean, I know. snowing on Sunday at Green Bay. Is it? What's the weather? Yeah. What and snowing? 20 degrees? 28, 28 and snowing. But by the time they play, it'll probably be – who knows? Who knows? That's going to be awesome. Well, Tom's used to the cold in Foxborough, but maybe his blood's gotten a little thin in Tampa. So who, who knows? Yeah, who knows, man? All right. So this week, we'll see what happens. We'll start off. We'll start off with the Bucks and Packers. Um, we're going to do our picks. And I'll just tell you right now that Parker and, and Kyle, they both went Bills Packers. We both went Bills Packers this week. Obviously, the Bills are playing the Chiefs, and then the Packers, like we said, are playing the Bucks. These are the toughest games to pick for me. Like these teams are all really evenly matched. I think for this game, the NFC, like my my gut is telling me to go Tampa Bay. It is, but my mind is telling me to go Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay at Lambeau Field. He would have been. I think Aaron Rodgers. If he loses it, he'll be like him and Donovan McNabb are maybe like the only quarterbacks to lose like three or four AFC champion or NFC championships. <laughs> I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to be in the same company as Donovan McNabb. He wants to go above and beyond that level, which he probably already yeah. is. Um, my yeah. mind's telling me to go. Wait, how many DUIs does Aaron Rodgers have? <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> uh, I, let's see. Not as many as McNabb. Not as many as McNabb. Yeah. Um, have <laughs> yeah. Um, I, what are you going with this week? Box Packers. Uh, dude, this is so tough. I'm so excited for this game, man. This is, I mean, both these games are awesome, awesome, like quarterback matchups. It's cool. Um, uh, but I'm gonna go with the Packers. I got my aunt Sherry in Wisconsin. Oh, Gold right. pack goal, goal pack goal. <laughs> so, All right. You know, I gotta. I got it. I got right, I'll, I'll wrap. I'll wrap with uh, Aunt Sherry too, because since they went box, I'm already out pretty much. You know, I don't want to have three people picking the box. I'll go Packers with you, just so maybe it, it favors me in the uh, end of the record thing. And I'm rooting. I had like I keep. I said I always thought since the season started, the Pat, the Bucks had potential to win the Super Bowl. Like obviously with that team, and I had them. I just could imagine that happening. I pictured it in my head happening that way. Yeah. And then each week, like last week, I was like, Saints probably going to beat them. This week, I think 
Packers probably going to beat them. But in my heart, last week I was like, the Bucs might win this game. And this week I think as well, like I could see the Bucs winning this game too, but my mind's telling me to go Packers. But I'll stick with the Cheeseheads and uh, and Sherry. I'm going Green Bay. You're going Green Bay. Yeah. And Kyle going Bucks. I just think too, like – if, if they don't turn the ball over four times, like Tampa Bay does not come close to winning that game. And Aaron Rodgers does not turn the ball over. No, ever. no, ever. never, dude. He is, he, and Pat Mahomes wasn't in the league, dude. He'd be like, he'd be Pat Mahomes. People yeah. sleep on how good Aaron Rodgers is because of Pat Mahomes. And that's like showtime. Pat Mahomes is showtime, you know? And yeah. I don't, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is that far behind. Uh, Pat Mahomes. I really don't. And that might be like blasphemous to say to all these NFL guys right now. I would really like, I think it's Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. And then like everybody else, you get like Josh Allen and Brady and Breeze and those guys. Yeah. You know, now, now, um, not going off career accolades, but just talent. I think it's, I think one a and one B are Mahomes and Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at Rogers' film, like, and you look at some of the throws and stuff that he makes, they're so similar to the stuff you see like Patrick Mahomes getting all over social media for. It just, it, it, it just doesn't look quite as cool. Like, it's the same throw, but like, there's something about the way that Patrick Mahomes, his, his he's just so showtime. Showtime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's sick. Like, he is the best, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not that far off. You got to give him this. Credit to Aaron Rodgers. No one in the league has the weapons that Pat Mahomes has. No. Nobody. Now, granted, like you got Devontae in, um, in Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure if this stat is still true. Uh, it might be. I remember last year, some Aaron Rodgers had only thrown to a first-round receiver two pass attempts. Two pass attempts to a first-round receiver in his career. So – that you got to speak to that Rogers as well. Like the weapons Mahomes yeah. is working with compared to the weapons that um, Rogers has worked with, they're vastly different. Vastly, I mean, the, they took a quarterback. This like they took Jordan Love. You got to yeah. get Rogers some weapons, man. Come on, <laughs> he works with nothing ever. We have Wilson Valdez Scantling. Yeah, we don't need weapons. Yeah, that's right. You don't need weapons with that guy. Um, right, let's go to the AFC. Good. I mean, he's like. He's not dominant. I mean, we have Devontae Adams is so good. Yeah, I saw a slow-mo video of him uh, just, like, beating, I think it was Jalen Ramsey in press coverage. Didn't, like, let him just jam him up and just beat him with footwork. It was so sick. No, and Jalen Ramsey locks down everybody. Yeah. I, I was listening to – I forget who it was. It was some football, football analyst. They were saying how, uh, like, Devontae Adams is, like, one dude that, like, Jalen – Ramsey should struggle against because the guys he dominates try to like like bully you off the line and like Devontae Adams like really doesn't do that. He just like uh-huh. uses like insane footwork to just uh-huh. undress he, it. He quickly became like one of my favorite players in the league. Like I still think in my estimation, like my favorite guy to watch is Hopkins just because of the hands. But Adams this year, like it was unreal watching him. He had a great year, him and Rogers, but Yeah. Anyway, let's go to the AFC. This one is another very interesting game, and it's very it's predicated on my pick is predicated on the belief that like if Mahomes plays, like if Mahomes plays, I think it's a whole different ball game than obviously if what if the other backups in um, anything is possible. You know, Chad Henny Chad anything is possible. 
I wanted like this is the same instance where my my heart is telling me to go Bills because I think the Bills have just they just played better late. They really have. The Brown the, they didn't look that great against Cleveland, like you said. Chiefs didn't look that great that much. Like uh, they had the Panthers game, which was close. The Chargers game that was close. This Browns game was close. Granted, Pat Mahomes was out. Pat and Kyle, like I said, went Bills, and I think this time I am going to agree with them. I think I'm going to go Bills as well. Next year, yeah, I think Buffalo's time. Yeah, I, I do think Buffalo's. I, they just do that team when I watch them, man, and I watch the pe- like the people of Buffalo watch them. It, it just like I like I know what they're feeling right now. Yeah, and remind like, it, I, the Eagles run. Yeah, dude. Like it's just it's so similar. It's crazy. The people there are very similar to I think a lot of like the people around Philly. Um, I think the the, the drought is very similar. Yeah, the luck. The, the luck of the city, like the perception of it, I think it's all very similar. And I don't know, man. I think I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, Patrick, if Patrick Mahomes plays, you know, it could be a whole different game. Yeah, but I even if he does play, if the Bills play their best, I don't think there's many teams that are gonna beat them. They're so good, man. No, they are really good. And Josh Allen is legit too. He's in the class right below Rodgers and Mahomes. Uh, he, Stephon Diggs. Talk about Stephon it. Diggs, man. Offensive player of the year, in my estimation, man. He was a baller this year, too. That's another guy. You got yeah. that's another one of my favorite receivers, Stephon Diggs. How can you not love, love that guy? Um I love Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I think okay, so we're all gonna go Bills here. Even even though even if Mahomes plays, I'm gonna rock with the Bills. I just yeah, I'm rocking. I think they're better. And I think Colin Cowherd said, like, he pulled up the stats from like the last however many weeks, like not all season, because Mahomes has him beat in stats this season. I'll, I'll have that graphic up when I tweet out the show. But in the past, like, half, last half of the season, Allen has vastly outplayed uh, Mahomes. If I believe the numbers are not, maybe not vast, but he's outplayed him. He's outplayed him. So I'm taking Buffalo, man. I'm going to, I'm rooting for Buffalo. And like you said, I, that feeling of like these, the emotion of wanting it for a city, it's like I can understand. I empathize with Buffalo on that because this is the three year, I think, three year anniversary of the Eagles NFC Championship win versus Minnesota. And I saw all the Snapchat memories. Everyone was reposting them today. And I was like, oh, man, what better days we had in Philadelphia, man. But anyway, okay. So there are picks. Everyone's going Bills. We went Packers and then they went Bucks. And I believe back to that game, I think the Packers got destroyed by the Bucks earlier in the year, right? I don't remember where that game was. It was 38 but... to 10. It was 38 to 10. I, I, I don't remember. I think it was in Tampa Bay. I think it was. Anyway, anyway, I just looked it up. 38 to 10. Let's talk some fights, man, and we'll wrap up the show. But before we do, we need to remind everyone that we are brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies. You can use our code on our website, just seller dwellers, all caps, no space. That gets you 20% off plus free shipping. We recommend getting their new Lawnmower 3.0. It's a new, improved, redesigned electric trimmer that removes all nicks and cuts. It's the top of the line electric trimmer on the market. has an LED light, a nice USB charging stand if you want to show off that mower. Loud and proud, a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technologies like we said, guys, I can't say enough good things about this razor. You use our code that gets you 20% off plus free shipping. Seller dwellers, all caps, no space. That's the deal. Thank you, Manscaped, as always, for the support. But, Nick, let's talk some fights. Big. Well, first off, I'm not sure if you saw Max Holloway's performance over the weekend. 
what an absolute clinic that guy put on, man. He absolutely put through like 700 strikes. He shattered his own record for significant strikes. The top three fights for most significant strikes in a fight, all Max Holloway fights. (laughs) If you want to see a fight, you guys want to see a lot of action, a lot, a lot of punches being thrown, watch a Max Holloway fight. And this one was the first fight on ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. What a way to start. What was it? Three, first on the main card, three straight fights to start the card, three first-round knockouts. Then we had a nice war between two vets, Condit and Brown. And then, of course, Holloway absolutely poured it on. Just uh, insane performance, dude. Insane performance. Did you see the thing I sent you with the, I'm the best boxer in the UFC? Yeah. <sighs> and dude, he- that was so cool. Like, I got – I uh, I saved that video. And then I, I, like, when I was, like, halfway through my workout, I fucking put yeah. it on. And I saw him yelling that shit. And I just started, like, going so yeah. – I was, like, riding the bike in my basement. Like, I was doing the Tour de France. <laughs> Dude, I was watching in my living room and I was like, I was started jumping up and down because I'm I'm like a huge UFC guy. I love watching it. And I nothing gets me more excited than like watching a, a good fight. Like if I see a good football play, a good basketball play, I'll get hyped. But if I see like it's just a straight scrap, I'm getting up out of my seat. And when Max Holloway goes, I'm the best boxer in the UFC, after he just destroyed him. He he won. One judge had like a 50-42 scorecard, which means one round was there's a couple 10-8s and there may have even been a 10-7 round, which is insane. Like most rounds are 10-9, obviously. So he absolutely destroyed Calvin Cater, who is an up-and-comer and fair play to him for uh, not going down. The fight should have been stopped. He was he was getting destroyed. Like he took maybe like 200 more punches that he <laughs> didn't need to take. Like imagine just getting hit in the face once. Imagine just getting hit in the face once. This dude got hit probably 200 times that he, he didn't need to get hit. But I mean, fair play to Calvin Cater. He showed his, showed his toughness. If yeah. I was his team, I, I would have thrown him in the towel. But That's that when Max Holloway entered the matrix, I, I lost my shit, dude. It was insane. Insane. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just check out the highlights on Twitter or YouTube. You'll, you'll, they're all over the place. I mean, it was on ABC. So great fight. Made some fights in the middle of the week Wednesday. They were all right. Not nothing to you know toot your horn about. But the fight that has everyone talking about is the return of Conor McGregor. Fights Dustin Poirier this week, this Saturday. I guess it's Sunday technically for for him. Like they're fighting on Sunday. It's Saturday for everyone watching. He's back. Return of the Mac. We also posted this on our Twitter at Seldwell Pod. We had a, a Twitter poll up. Same thing. Not too many votes, but we you know we have our sample size. The overwhelming majority, 64%, have a McGregor knockout or submission victory. 9% have a Poirier knockout or submission victory. 18% have McGregor decision. 9% have a Poirier decision. So it seems like mostly everyone is going McGregor here. Nick, I'm going to go the same. The first fight was, uh, I think, six years ago. Connor knocked him out. It was at 145. This fight's at 155. Uh, Connor knocked him out in like a minute and a half, just over a minute and a half. It was a different fight. Like the buildup was different. McGregor was talking a lot. Dustin hated Connor. This they're now more mature. They're both fathers. It's been a more calm buildup. They had the press conference today. It was pretty respectful. Pretty respectful. I mean, these guys said you know their their bits about how they think the fight will go down, but I they, they were respectful. So it's a little bit of a different buildup. But I just like I think a lot of people underestimate how good Connor McGregor is, which is weird to say because like. He's like the global superstar, but a lot of people forget he has a loss to Nate Diaz. He has the loss to Khabib and, you know, granted he did lose to Floyd Mayweather too, if you want to include that. Um, so, you know, he may have not, he may maybe didn't win as much lately, but people sleep on how good Conor McGregor is. He beat many champions, Max Holloway, former champion. That's a win. Dustin Poirier, 
former champion. That's a win. Jose Aldo took the belt from him, former champion. That's a win. By the way, Aldo hadn't lost in over a decade when he fought. I mean, McGregor knocked him out in 13 seconds. Be Eddie Alvarez, former multiple champion. Friend our, of the show. Friend. Our, our friend, Eddie Alvarez. You know, shout out to Eddie. Um, he beat Eddie Alvarez, um, former champion. Donald Zeroni, obviously a vet, not a champion, but an established vet, knocked him out in 40 seconds. Like, people forget how good Conor McGregor is. They really do. I'm going with McGregor. Yeah, I'm going with McGregor, dude. I mean, I, I'm not as educated on the sport as you, so it's it's kind of like when uh, I talk about hockey. Right. It, it, like you talking about this, I just like whatever you tell me is like kind of the extent of what I know. So – I'm yeah. riding McGregor. I love watching him fight. It's always fun because you know he's going to go for the knockout. And I mean, like unless it's Khabib who can really like control the control the fight with him, he's uh, it's going to be entertaining. So I'm, right. I'm excited. Yeah, and, but I want to say like Poirier, people are like you know the mainstream guys like like you that don't so much aren't as invested in the sport as I am. They think McGregor right away because they might not know who Poirier is. Poirier is also like a very, very established guy, former champion. He's beat uh, multiple champions as well. He's also beat friend of the show, Eddie Alvarez. He's beat Justin Gaethje. He's beat Anthony Pettis, former champion. And, yeah, uh, I know Anthony Pettis. Yeah, he's beat a lot, a lot of former champions. I think three, I think four, maybe four former champions. Pettis, Alvarez, uh, Gaethje. He just had a hell of a fight with Dan Hooker. I'm messing one guy for sure, but he has... He has um, some crazy wins on his record, and they, they've all come – oh, Max Holloway. He's beat Max Holloway twice. So oh, shit. Yeah, Poirier is no guy to mess around with. So don't just sleep because I know everyone sees the first fight that he lost in like a minute and a half, and, and everyone knows McGregor. They're going to go with him. If, if Dustin can survive the onslaught of the first two minutes – and we'll say two rounds. I think that's that's McGregor's best work is the first two rounds. I think he McGregor says he wants to show his cardio too, but he also predicted a sixty second knockout. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I would love to actually see like a um, a longer fight. I'd love to see a longer I'd fight. I'd love to see it go like uh, three or four and have McGregor get a knockout then. Yeah, and I I feel like Connor always gets the early knockout. It's it's fun and it's entertaining, but it's like, damn man, like I would love to see this guy because he, he really is. He really yeah. is like the second Diaz, second Diaz fight when that went five rounds, just a war. That was one of my favorite fights to watch. That I, I love a good war. Love a good. I've one. watched that on YouTube. That's an unbelievable fight. Yeah, there's some crazy one, crazy ones in the UFC. Like uh, I'll have to send you a list of some of my favorite fights, but uh, yeah, go McGregor, and then of course. Co-main event, Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's just a, he's like a, he's a boxer pretty much. Not boxer, but he's a he's stand-up guy. Um, yeah. Michael Chandler comes over from Bellator, champion of Bellator. He's going to a savage, right? Yeah, this is his first fight in the uh, UFC. He's fought Eddie Alvarez again. Uh, and we keep mentioning Eddie, but he Eddie's fought everyone. So, you know, you got to get a shout out Eddie. He's uh, yeah. fought Eddie a couple times as well. He's a he's a brawler. Dude. He's a good fighter. Dan Hooker's going to be a really good tester. him. those two fights are going to be really interesting, especially because Khabib came back and said, like, if anyone in the co-main event or main event impresses me enough, I'll give them a shot at the title. Because, you know, Khabib said he retired and uh, everyone was like, dude, you're like the most dominant guy in the sport. Why are you retiring right now? But he went. He always said 30, and know, he went. He ended up retiring at 29 and know. So. If something goes down crazy this weekend, perhaps we see a rematch between Conor McGregor and Khabib. Perhaps we see like Michael Chandler face off against Khabib. Who knows? Who knows? But there's a lot on the line, uh, a lot on the line this Saturday night. And I'm so pumped, dude. I'm getting my proper 12 tomorrow night. I'm prepping for the fights. 
I can't wait, man. Cannot wait. So there you go. Yeah, um, I want to see that Michael Chandler play. Oh, that guy's bleeding. Oh, hockey. hockey. Holy fuck. How the Flyers doing? They're up one nothing. Just scored on the power play. Claude Giroux with an absolute snipe. Good. The captain. The captain. Yeah, the captain. My captain. My yeah, captain. I know. You're a Drew guy. Oh, dude, this guy's fucked up. Holy shit. All right. All right well, I got to get down and see it then because you're kind of hyping this up. I'm in my room. I don't see anything. Um, yeah. All right, Nick. Well, listen, guys. Sorry it was just the two of us this week, but I like having a little back and forth like that. It was, it was a lot of fun. Pat and Kyle yeah, should yeah, rephrase that. You're welcome for it just being the two of us this yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. You're welcome. Pat and Kyle, you missed out. If you're listening, you missed out. We had a good discussion this week. And Pat will apologize to LaMelo Ball publicly when we when we get him back on the show because LaMelo Ball is smashing uh, all the other rookies right now. Anyway, guys, you're welcome for just having you and uh, me and Nick on the show today. We'll talk to you guys probably next week, I imagine, you know, pre-Super Bowl. We have a couple weeks before the, the Super Bowl after uh, the championship game. We got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about McGregor next week. We'll talk some basketball, talk some hockey. Talk what happened in the AFC Championship, NFC Championship, and we'll preview the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens, guys. Until then, talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace.